morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you are here to join with me today with your favorite hot beverage. And I am having a Christmas-flavored coffee made by my wife this morning. Thank you, sweetie. And uh, it's, uh, what what is the, you said it's the peppermint? Mocha. Peppermint mocha from Coffee Mate uh, put into my coffee and Mm -mm. love that flavor. (laughs) Oh, well, let's see. What is today? Today is Friday. Oh, it's Friday. I love Fridays. It's Friday, the 18th of December, 2020. I hope that you are excited for a Friday. Some of you will be having Christmas celebrations, uh, this weekend. Uh, uh, others will be able to have it you know, on or immediately around uh, the uh, the Christmas, wonderful Christmas day. Uh, I have a bunch of cousins that will be getting together uh, on the on this Sunday, and we're actually planning our family get to, our big family get together on Sunday as well. Uh, it just you know, as families get bigger, it can become more complicated. So. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to it. We were decking out, decking the halls last night, our uh, uh, in our, our lodge, and getting that all set up for the first first party to to christen the uh, uh, our our new entertainment area. So we uh, we've got the fireplace, so it it lights up now, and uh, Dawn's got a tree up and a whole bunch of other Christmas decorations in there. Uh, on Saturday, I'm going to, along with uh, one of the, the larger grandkids, to uh, put up Christmas lights all around the interior, uh, up by the ceiling, kind of like where you have um, your uh, crown molding, is that what they call it? Uh, maybe in your house, we're going to get Christmas lights up there and just getting excited, getting ready for the party. So I don't know. Some people are going to still have parties and get together. Some are going to try this newfangled Zoom Christmas party or a Facebook Rooms Christmas party. We're hoping to do a uh, Christmas celebration with family members from far away over Zoom, uh, ones that we uh, it's harder to, to get in touch with and We'll probably have a pizza party with them. So uh, looking forward to some fun things, which kind of led me to think about what do you do at a Christmas party? What are some different ideas? So uh, these ones, I mean, you can probably adapt some of them, if not all of them, to uh, a virtual Christmas party. But we're planning on having uh, a fun in-person time. And uh, the first thing that you can do, and, and this list I got, it is from uh, Shutterfly. And I just, it's called 15 Plus Fun Christmas Party Activities to Help You Celebrate. And it's from October 12th, 2016. So if you want to look that up, um, it's, uh, it's a pretty good list. I'm not going to read everything under each one because that would take way too long. But uh, yeah, some neat ideas here. One is to have a white elephant gift exchange. Probably most of you have done this. Everybody brings uh, 
something that's uh, you know small in value, not something extravagant. Uh, depends on you know your group or your family. Uh, sometimes people will just buy you know brand new things, but the original idea was you've got something around your house that you don't want, and you're going to re-gift it uh, through this uh, white elephant exchange. So what you do is you wrap it up. And you uh, put them all on a table and you draw numbers and whoever gets number one gets to go and pick an item and then unwrap it and everybody can enjoy. And then you can turn it into and then you go to number two and so on till all the gifts are gone. Or you can turn it into a dirty Santa game where uh, the next person, they if they can either choose from the table or they can steal one of the already unwrapped gifts. And then to make it not so so mean, you can put <laughs> limits on how many times you can steal. And uh, if you've got little kids, um, you you uh, you're just be prepared. You're going to have some tears and you're going to have some anger whenever they get their gift that they are so excited about stolen. Uh, so you, if you got little ones with hot tempers, you may want to. Um, uh, you know, put put a, a stealing limit or no stealing on that. Uh, number two is Christmas charades. And this is, uh, you know, we're basically, uh, you know, you're, you're playing the game of charades, but it's all with a Christmas theme. So maybe it's like, you know, you're, you know, decorating a tree or, you know, having a snowball fight or ice skating or something like that, where you're some sort of a thing that connects to Christmas or winter and play a fun game of charades. I like charades, but you know what? Never really get a chance to play it very often. I think that used to be a real popular game, you know, a few generations ago, but it's, um, I think it needs to have uh, a resurgence. I think it needs to come back. Another one is Christmas Carol Pictionary Relay. You know, this is where you have a whiteboard or you have one of those flip charts and and or if you have one of those old-fashioned things called a chalkboard and you uh you you draw a uh you get a list of words that relate to uh Christmas carols, you know, the the names of various Christmas carols and then you have to go up and draw them and your team tries to guess and then it's a relay. Uh, to see who wins. So that sounds like fun. Christmas Carol Bingo. And so here you replace the numbers with symbols that represent the different Christmas carols. And, and uh, with this, um, apparently you go online and you look up uh, Christmas Carol Bingo and there's all different kinds of, of sheets that you can print out to make it a whole lot easier. So that would be that would definitely be a fun one as well. A uh, stocking guessing game. This is where you take a Christmas stocking and you put uh, several different items in it and then close the top. Now you have it on the table or you pass it around and people just by feeling the stocking have to guess what's in it. And after everybody has made their guesses, uh, you open it up and whoever... Uh, uh, guess the most correctly, they get, you know, they win the game and, you know, have a prize for them. Another is name that Christmas song. And uh, here's where, you know, you, you have uh, maybe if you've got a keyboard or a piano and you just, 
it's like, okay, this Christmas carol, you can name it in how many notes? Well, we can name, I can name in this main notes. And you can do it kind of like Family Feud where you've got teams or you can do it by individuals. Uh, but that can be a fun game as well. Uh, if you don't know the, 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 the show, name that tune, go out on YouTube. Fun, fun game. I was always impressed with that TV show. Uh, Christmas movie trivia. And this you can probably also get a lot of ideas uh, off the internet. Do a do a Google search on it. But you know, what do you know about Christmas movies and the trivia associated with them? Such as, what is the name of Rudolph's dad, and why did the Grinch hate Christmas? Uh, and uh, I think my wife would do very well because she is a Christmas movie fanatic. Uh, she just gave a woohoo from the other room. Uh, <laughs> Christmas Mad Libs. Remember that as a kid back in the day, way back in the day when you did car trips and there was no, you know, portable DVD players. There was uh, no phones, no tablets. All you had was the radio and it was always what dad wanted to listen to. I emphasize that because I was dad and everybody had to listen to what I wanted to listen to. Anyway, you had those Mad Lib books, and you can apparently download a lot of different Christmas Mad Libs to make a story by filling it in with different Christmas words. Gift wrapping relay. Now, this sounds like a lot of fun. You have a bunch of items on a table, and you have gift wrapping uh, supplies. And then you have a relay between your teams to see who can wrap the gift, uh, the, the gifts first and complete the relay. Another relay game is a candy cane relay. Here's where you got a, a bowl full of candy canes. Uh, not the kinds, not like the little ones. They have to be the larger ones that are individually wrapped nice and tight on them. And then what you do is uh, you take one candy cane and you see how many others you can put on that candy cane and carry it back to where your team is. Thing is, you have to hold the first candy cane in your mouth and then use that to, uh, to scoop up all the other ones. Uh, let's see, another one is the Christmas card swap. And this is where everybody brings an old family Christmas card, you know, that, uh, where it had a, a picture of, of you as a kid. And then you see how many of those, how many people recognize it. Now, if you're doing a family Christmas party, that would probably be very easy. But if you're having one for, you know, work or, or a club, then that would, uh, that would be a fun one for people to try to figure out who the little people are. Christmas cookie decorating, having a bunch of, uh, uh, fresh baked cookies, uh, that, uh, you then, uh, do decorating on gingerbread house decorating uh, as we get closer to Christmas uh, guess what's going to start going on sale perishable items like the gingerbread houses uh, so you may be able to get them at a pretty decent price or you know go right to the to the old-fashioned way and just make a bunch of gingerbread and and have that for people to uh, have fun making gingerbread houses uh, Having various Christmas arts and crafts, this probably would have been a good one to plan out a little ahead of time uh, and, and get from Oriental Trading Company. 
definitely too late to get that order now, but different kinds of little Christmas crafts would be fun. Or, you know, you just get some ideas out on Pinterest and such, or, or you know, do a Google and see what you can come up with. Tree decorating. Uh, whether this is you have the uh, a big Christmas tree that is going to be decorated by everybody at the party, uh, or maybe where you make Christmas ornaments and then hang them on the tree as a, as a part of it, or maybe you uh, uh, get a bunch of the uh, small little you know foot and a half or two foot Christmas trees, and each team or each family. Uh, decorates one, and then they're on display there. That can be a fun one. Uh, Christmas card crafts have the different supplies for making homemade Christmas cards. Of course, singing Christmas carols uh, is always fun. I remember that so much as a kid. Samuel Music Company in Effingham had uh, Christmas card lyric sheets, uh, and they had that as you know something you could just pick up and uh, for free, they, they did it as kind of a, a community service. And it was to encourage church groups or friends or families to sing Christmas carols and to go in your neighborhood Christmas caroling or go to the nursing homes and do Christmas caroling. And I remember doing that quite a bit as a kid. Uh, so maybe coming up, putting together your own sheets if you don't have a, a company doing those in your hometown. Christmas karaoke. Find karaoke uh, music downloads so you can uh, uh, sing as a family different Christmas carols. Uh, making up a, a Christmas photo booth. Uh, you know, somebody has different Christmas backgrounds where, you know, you can kind of get that green screen effect, even if you don't have a green screen, uh, and have fun backgrounds. And if uh, you hook it up to a uh, uh, a, a printer right there. They can be printed out and put up for everybody to have fun and enjoy or, or create a, a Facebook page for the, the party. So lots and lots of different ideas. And uh, hopefully this gives you some ideas of things to have fun with here at Christmas. All right. Well, stick around in just a, a moment. Uh, we'll be uh, starting our uh, our next devotional. Okay. All right. Let's get into our devotional study for today. It's from the book, Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. If you're following along in your own book at home, we are on February 26th, and this is done from the perspective as if Jesus is talking directly to us. I am leading you step by step through your life. Hold my hand in trusting dependence, letting me guide you through this day. Your future looks uncertain and feels flimsy, even precarious. That is how it should be. Secret things belong to the Lord and future things are secret things. When you try to figure out the future, you are grasping at things that are mine. This, like all forms of worry, is an act of rebellion, doubting my promises to care for you. Whenever you find yourself worrying about the future, repent and return to me. 
I will show you the next step forward, and the one after that, and the one after that. Relax and enjoy the journey in my presence, trusting me to open up the way before you as you go. I like that. So often it is very tempting to try to figure out the future. And to a certain extent, you know, we do need to do a level of planning. You know, um, if we just sit there and say, well, I'm just going to see what happens with no plan, no direction, no guidance, we would all still be living in our parents' basement. Uh, we do. We, we plan and God guides us in those plans. But here, I think what the author's talking about specifically is worrying. Worrying and thinking about all the bad things that are going to happen. Instead of what are the wonderful things to pursue, it turns into all these bad things are going to happen and I have to figure out how to dodge them. You see the difference? Let's look at this uh, line by line. I'm leading you step by step through your life. Hold my hand in trusting dependence, letting me guide you through this day. Did you ever play that game as a kid where somebody's blindfolded and the other person has to walk them around? And it's a trust game because... (laughs) Some of the people I used to play that game with uh, would intentionally walk you into hazardous areas and sometimes not paying very close attention. However, we can totally trust God. We may not understand that path. We may think we're going in the wrong direction. But this, this type of journey where he's leading us by the hand is one that allows us to grow more and more trust in him. Your future looks uncertain and even fl- and flimsy and feels flimsy. Your future looks uncertain and feels flimsy, even precocious. You don't know what it's going to be. You worry about it. You think, how can this happen? How can this be? How's anything good going to come out of this? You know? That is how it should be. Isn't that interesting? Your future looks uncertain and flimsy and precocious or precarious. And that is how it should be. Because if it looks too solid, you don't need to even think about God guiding you. Secret things belong to the Lord and future things are secret things. Think about that. He knows what's happening in the future. Because he's outside of time. He created time. He's aware of everything past, present, and future. Those are his things. If he chooses to let us see a shadow or a glimpse, that's his business, not ours. When you try to figure out the future, you're grasping at things that are mine. This, like all forms of worry, is an act of rebellion. Well, how's that rebellion? How's that rebellion to worry? Well, it's doubting my promises to care for you. He's promised to care for us. He's made that promise multiple times. He has followed through on that multiple times. 
And what happens is when we sit there and worry about all these bad things, when we catastrophize, in a way that is rebelling against God. When you find yourself worrying about the future, repent and return to me. Repent and return to me. I will show you the next step forward and the one after that and the one after that. Yeah, he guides us one step at a time. Because if he gave us everything at once, we couldn't handle it. I know I couldn't handle it. Relax and enjoy the journey in my presence. Trusting me to open up the way before you as you go. So what does he want us to do? To be in his presence. Should we be frantic in his presence like we talked about yesterday? No. Relax and enjoy the journey in his presence, trusting me to open up the way before you as you go. You know, a lot of people are distressed and worried about things on the political sense right now. It seems like there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of turbulence, a lot of what's it going to be worrying about worst case scenarios. This study has been very helpful to me. Because it's brought back to the forefront that I need to just trust God. And a saying that I often say is, I'm not worried about what's taking place. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. But you know what? Grab your popcorn and enjoy the show. I don't have control over things on a world stage, a national stage. I have have no direct influence in Springfield. Um, But... I have a strong and growing confidence that God is in control, that God is in charge, and I need to just kick back, grab my popcorn, and enjoy the show and see what miraculous things take place, to see what is, is what he will let me see and understand day by day. Let's take a look at our scripture verses. The first one, and I don't have my mouse, so I have to do this with this little mouse pad, and I don't care for those that much, but it's better than the trackball, or not the trackball, that little button in the middle of the keyboard. Glad I don't have one of those. All right, we are on uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 29, verse 29. Secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. Book of Deuteronomy. It's it's a part of the the law-giving book from the time of Moses. Secret things belong to our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. Yeah. We don't know everything, but what God gives us, he gives us with the ability to understand and to pass along as sacred wisdom to our children. Luke chapter 12 is our next one, and it's verses 25 and 26. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, 
Why do you worry about the rest? That's pretty good. This is actually something that Jesus said. I'm going to go back and kind of read the the verses before, starting at 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than birds. And then our scripture verses. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Yeah. And and it goes on. It continues on about worrying. And the clear, clear message is don't. So what do we do if we're not supposed to worry? Rest in his presence, trust, grow in trusting him, looking to see the things he's laid out, not being frantic, but being able to be be calm as you see how he's laying out your steps, how he's laying it out day by day. Finally, Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. That's good. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. We don't have to figure that out. We just have to open ourselves to what he has for us. And he's going to counsel us. He's going to guide us along the way. He's going to give us inspiration and direction, not from afar, but keeping a loving eye on us. He's going to keep tabs of us individually. That's neat. That's amazing. All right. And that's it for today. Hope you have a good day. I hope you have great, wonderful plans for the weekend and uh, make the most of it. We'll catch you on Monday. Take care. Bye-bye.